Head over to Hulu this March, where our new shows and movies will keep you streaming all month long. Catch the acclaimed movie, All of Us Strangers, starring Paul Mescal and Andrew Scott. Stream the new Hulu original limited series, We Were the Lucky Ones, with Joey King and Logan Lerman. And don't forget about Grey's Anatomy. Every Grey's episode ever is now streaming on Hulu. So, what are you waiting for? Go stream something new on Hulu. Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. Recently, I asked Mint Mobile's legal team if big wireless companies are allowed to raise prices due to inflation. They said yes. And then when I asked if raising prices technically violates those onerous two-year contracts, they said, what the f*** are you talking about, you insane Hollywood ass. So to recap, we're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. You're listening to the Glory Hunters podcast. Thanks for downloading us wherever you are. Uh, James and Mark Smith, yes. hello. You're representing Palace this week. Looking forward to it? I am. Do, do I have time to tell my Peter Andre story? Nope. Okay. Uh, yes, I am looking forward to it. <laughs> Thank you, Mark. Is that what you wanted? You've been on before, haven't you, Mark? I have, as you can tell. Nice Good and sort of concise. Very nice Professional, and concise. I'd and call it. Uh, opposite you are Mark Dolan and the wonderful Natalie Sawyer here every week. Mark, representing Spurs. Yes, feeling a lot of pressure because it's a podcast. If we don't do well, it's in the cloud forever. Forever. <laughs> forever. So, you know, whoever right loses today, are, live with it for, for the rest of your life. Covered in shame <laughs> for the rest of your life. Let's hear how everybody got on. Hello, I'm Charlie Baker and welcome to Glory Hunters, the show that aims to find the smartest celebrity fans in football. Our guests are given the chance to represent the team they've always supported, even if they were picked last for games at school. But who will wear the shirt with pride and who will be left in their vest and pants? It's up for grabs now on Glory Hunters. Welcome. This week we are joined by team captain Mark Smith. You were with us a couple of weeks ago, Mark. I was, yeah. And Who I loved were you on it. with? I was on with Ivo Graham last time. Oh. And I loved it so much yeah. that I have uh, grabbed the opportunity to come back with both hands. As team captain. As team captain. Been promoted. A Derby County fan. You're not yes. playing for Derby today, though, are you? No, I'm playing for uh, a team in the division above us. Oh, yeah. Which feels like selling out a little bit. Okay. Uh, playing for Crystal Palace. Okay. So uh, alongside you is comedian, <laughs> Crystal Palace fan and... Promoter, I'm going to say top, top comedy club do runner. I, please don't say promoter because I feel like Peter Stringfellow. Okay, well, you, know, you, want, you want a gig, do you? Yeah. Well, okay, well, you have got the mullet, so that's nice. And that is James Gill. Good morning, James. Hey, how are you? Hey, very well. Good at the good at the moment as a Palace fan, isn't it? Yeah, it's lovely. Very nice. With Roy in charge. I just like to see Roy look happy. Yes. That's all I want from life. If yeah. Roy's happy, I'm happy. And um, what are you going to do when you lose Zaha in January? To be honest with you, Palace fans by now are absolutely bulletproof. There's not a setback we can't take. Yeah. So when we lose Zahar in January, I tell you, I'll, I'll do. I won't bat an eyelid. Anyway, let's hear. You're a comedian as well, apparently. Let's wow. hear. Let's wow. Hear, let's Crystal. hear you doing the day job. I was single between 1997 to 2009. Oh. Twelve years. <laughs> For context, on twelve years, the Beatles were a band for eight. <laughs> in those eight years, the Beatles genuinely changed the world and heartbreakingly for me, still found the time to get married. 
That's a good bit. I've never heard you do that bit. I've never um, heard me do that bit. Was that me? <laughs> that was you. That was Mark Dolan. OK. <laughs> Leading the opposition is broadcasting powerhouse and Christmas jumper wearer, yes. Natalie Sawyer. Hi. Natalie, you came in last week with the claim that you had a Christmas jumper every day of Advent. I do. And today you are in another one. Brand new, and it's and a brand new one as well. A brand new one. And this is a good one for radio because... <laughs> it has... Bells on it, mm, and it has that. lights oh, as well. Bells and lights, best. Can we see the lights? Oh, well, that's not so good really, for radio, is really it? But not great. Get are, ready, uh, everyone. Here it comes. Whoa! Yeah. Yeah. It even has a Rudolph. Look at that. With oh, his red even nose. Rudolph's wow. got a red nose. The poor How listeners, good. what are they missing out on? I know, I know. <laughs> well, what do you think that shirt is missing is Premier League highlights. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> it's it's just have a little, a little screen on there just with goals of the season. Yeah, that would be a good idea. Alongside you is, I wonder who it is, comedian, broadcaster, and Spurs fan, Mark Dolan, good morning, Mark. Um, listen, um, top of the morning. It's an okay. honour to be here. Yeah. I, I feel a strong kinship with Natalie oh, yeah. buying her own jumpers, which some would say is, is a little, I mean, you know, tragic is a strong word, but maybe someone buys you a jumper, gives it, to, you don't really buy your own jumpers. But I've been there. I have bought <laughs> a world's greatest dad mug for myself, oh, just on my own in a shop with Mark. no kids around. And the reason I bought it, apart from the obvious affirmation, <laughs> that, that, that that mug gives me, and it's nice to have it in writing, um, is the fact that it's just a really good size. It's like one of those, it's, it's almost it's a, a litre, it's like a proper... Oh. Can you not be having your Sports Direct mug? That's your, that's, uh, yeah, that's, that's the quality. best size mug, isn't it, yeah. the Sports yeah. Direct? I've actually had size. two Sports Direct mugs melted down into a big one, yeah. and it's changed <laughs> my life. Now, uh, Mark, you're a Spurs fan. 100%. Forgotten about Pochettino already, couldn't care less, didn't bring you any success. Didn't win you a trophy, absolutely nothing. You're Mourinho all day long, is that right? Yeah, and how quickly they forget. Um, what can I say? No, 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 no. The guy's got a legacy. What was the legacy? Not winning anything? <sighs> Expectation is high yeah. now. And there's no Mourinho without, without Poch. That's, he paved the way for us to get a proper manager that wins stuff. OK. Oh, so he, he was the Arnie Palmer to, to the Jack Nicholas. I was, I was scrambling around for a golfing metaphor, and that would be the one I'd go for. Yeah. <laughs> That's nice. But no, look, um, of course we love Poch. And yeah. I think possibly he may return one day in a, in a blaze of glory. What, what if he went to Arsenal? What if he became Arsenal manager? Which could happen. Very easily could happen. Well, I just go for it. I, don't, I just think loyalty's dead. Do you know what I mean? Mm. I, I really, it's unusually serious for this show, isn't it? A measured no, answer. Fine. We, we need a sports answer. Otherwise, we've, uh, we've had George Graham, who, you know... That's true. We, we, did, we won a cup with George Graham yeah. 57 years ago. So, uh, no, no, just Potch can do what he likes. He's got a free pass, basically. Oh, it's a little you. bit like, you know when you break up with someone, but it's amicable. It's like a conscious uncoupling. Oh, yeah. It feels kind of, it feels cool. So, the scene is set for Palace v Tottenham, a duel between North and South London, Two regions that rarely ever meet, thanks to Transport for London. Oh. Spurs, you will kick off next as both teams try and convince me that they are the biggest here today. Plus, Ian Holloway, the Bard of Bristol, shares more pearls of wisdom from the pundit's chair. If Glen Oddle had been any other nationality, he would have had 70 or 80 caps for England. <laughs> That's the best one yet, isn't it? Uh... <laughs> From Talk Sport, this is Glory Hunters, the podcast. But right now, it's time for this. My club's bigger than your club. My club's bigger than your club. 
Yes, my club's bigger than your club. We want each of our guests to tell us why they are the biggest club here today. They are free to employ any reasoning they wish. However, this isn't about medals on the table. This is an exercise in winning hearts and minds. Natalie and Mark, you won the bell ringing round. You are going first, and your 30 seconds starts now. Well, I think the best way to judge a club is not trophies. It's not necessarily any statistics. It's celebrity fans. Mm. And Tottenham boasts, um, I mean, a, a prince among men, Danny Kelly, of course, of this parish. Mm. Um, and his brother, Henry Kelly, the Irish broadcaster. <laughs> <laughs> and there's definitely something. Mum's got a case to answer there. Uh, there's obviously Salman Rushdie, the controversial and exciting. I mean, there were many times when Salman Rushdie was more exciting than Tottenham. Uh, but the bottom line is you've got Rushdie, you've got Paul Young, Davro, I don't even have to go for a first name. No. That's how big Davro yeah, is. Absolutely. Um, and yeah. my favourite thing, when I, I must admit, I was looking up uh, famous Spurs fans, and uh, on this list it said Ian Duncan Smith, and then he was described by this website as Tory Ideas Man. Oh, <laughs> which is one description. But the bottom line is the ultimate Spurs fans are Chaz and oh, Dave. Oh yes. Uh, because not only are they celebrity fans that lend credibility to the club, but they've written a string of hits for us, including Aussie's Dream, Glory Glory, Tottenham Hotspur. It's lucky for Spurs when the year ends in one, and we haven't won anything for a while, but look at our stadium. One of my favourites. Oh, I love that last one, yes. Is that it? Uh, no. No. The ultimate chat. What is it? What is the identity of a club? It's, it's not the captain. It's not the manager. It's the chairman. And you've got Ch Steve Parrish versus the Don Corleone of football that is Daniel Levy. Um, Daniel Levy is such a ruthless negotiator. If he negotiated Brexit, the EU would have given us a free trade deal and Belgium. <laughs> the guy is a proven winner. And the ultimate proof that Tottenham is the bigger club is the catering. And it's the fact that I've been to Palace and it's a fabulous London ground and it's an iconic club. But your burgers are available with, with cheese or without squirt mustard. At the uh, New White Hart Lane, you get pulled pork. So it's all different animals under one bun. That's what you're paying for with Spurs. Beautiful. A beautiful answer. OK, James. To, to be honest, he could have just said Davro and won the round. Exactly. Well, yeah. Davro is Correct. up there. But there yeah. we are. Anyway, James Gill, you are going to tell us why Crystal Palace are a bigger club than Spurs. I mean, it's, it's obvious, really. You know, I mean, we, we may not have won the, the double in 1961, but uh, the year ends in a one. 1991, Crystal Palace won... Three words, Zenith, Data, Systems. Now we're talking. One, more, we're one more word, Cup, turns out it was four, four words. <laughs> Zenith, Data, Systems, Cup. What's more, who's in charge? We've got a former England manager in charge. Why did he leave England? Because he wanted a bigger challenge. <laughs> he wanted to take on a bigger team. Who's bigger than England? Tottenham? Don't think so. Crystal Palace. Don't fact check that. Isn't that isn't why he left England? <laughs> it's not about quality of players. We haven't had Paul Gascoigne, Jimmy Greaves, Chris Waddle, Glenn Hoddle, but we have had <laughs> Sandor Torgeli, Ivan Kavidis, Adi Akinbayi, and the fact that we still exist as a football club, despite the fact that those three gentlemen played for us suggests that we are something very, very special. And that's why Crystal Palace is bigger than Tottenham Hotspur. Oh, that's a very nice answer, James. Oh, a beautiful work. answer. Good answer, wasn't it, Mark? Very, very good. I'm now, saluting. I'm saluting that saluting answer. as we speak, Mark. You weren't, but you are now. He had me at Zenith Data. <laughs> this is the yeah. thing, he did say you Zenith Data Systems. You unfortunately were wound up in 1992, but oh. you know... <laughs> 
The lad got overexcited when he saw the whites of the goalpost's eyes. David Fleet, you idiot. to incur the wrath of the sporting gods as we enter the round known as Sporting Heretics. I'm going to invite each member of the panel to propose an idea they believe will improve sport for the better. An idea that may well ignite the fury of the Puritans and the traditionalists. But while sport's moral guardians foam at the mouth in disgust, I'll be awarding points for radical ingenuity. Natalie, you're going to go first. You think every football team should have an astrologer. (laughs) I do, because football is all about marginal gains, so this could be the ultimate. Uh, In the age, of course, where football is now all about focusing on different elements of athletic performance, I think it's about time that we start looking bit beyond that and using a team astrologer so they could suggest the best astrological formation or the best astrological makeup of a team so which signs work best together so is it a libra and a virgo i have no idea but an astrologer would tell us that's for sure and they could also use their astrological charts to see when the best run of form might happen Mm. i mean it would revolutionise football, wouldn't it? And we'd all be really interested about, well, you sign a player based on when they're born. Nice. I think it'd be interesting. And, you know, let's not forget that 30 years ago, dietitians we scoffed at them. We didn't think about what we should be eating. Scoffed at them. We scoffed at them. Love this. Scoffed at dietitians. I'm enjoying the moment. Just a matter of time before... Uh, Mystic Meg is on Monday Night Football. Lovely. Exactly. Sandwich. Lovely idea. I mean, Between, to be honest, we haven't seen Mystic Meg for a while. Yeah. And I think what a lovely, lovely way to, to bring her back. back. Exactly. Russell Grant in the dugout. You've got it. <laughs> Can we not got it? Soccer Saturday, there's Paul Merson, there's Phil Thompson, there's Russell Grant. I suspect that this has already been trialled. Oh, oh my reckon. I reckon at some point there'll have been a, a, a very new agey style. Yeah. Hipster manager that's tried this, maybe not at the top level, but yeah. certainly somewhere. Yeah. You think somewhere? I'm not, I'm not, I'm not signing him. He's a Sagittarius. Hundred <laughs> percent. And the, and the fact that we don't know about it and it's not big news. It wasn't Alex Ferguson doing this. Let's face it, it means it wasn't successful. Hang on, this guy's a Scorpio. It'll be terrible in yeah. November. One of the French, I think one of the French national team managers tried this. Was it Dominic? Oh, oh dear. I, I think so. Points for it, it, didn't, didn't, it no. didn't go down well. Didn't happen. No, it didn't work. I think it was Dominic. I, I, I mean, I, also Russell Grant has been on this show and is a lovely, lovely man and is the king of astrologers. Every team he supports is in tier seven or eight (laughs) of football. They've never had any success whatsoever. It's just true to Middlesex, that's all. He is, he loves Middlesex, Natalie, we know that. that He He loves it. Um, But we all loved it, Natalie, and I'm going to give you three goals. It was so good. Mark Smith, you think there should be fines for certain acts on the football pitch? I sure do. Uh, We are living through an age of inequality in society and no more is that as obvious and apparent as football. We've got the very rich at the top of the food chain. At the bottom, we've got clubs that are going into administration having a tough time of it. We've seen this in the last year. So, what I would suggest is uh, the well-paid players in the Premier League, the top couple of percent of those guys, whenever they do something bad or wrong on the pitch, a portion of their weekly salary gets put into a slush fund, which then helps out with the teams at the bottom Mm. of the pyramid. Fans could be like this. There could be a five-yard pass that you miss, a simple five-yard pass. That's all right. Ten grand fine. Caught spitting on camera. Yeah. Twenty-five thousand pound fine. Thank you very much. Hate yeah. spitting. Missed Eight. penalty. I'll be bankrupt. Fifty grand. Whoa. Fifty thousand for, for a missed pen. For a missed pen. Like it. Uh, and the best one, if you if you hit the first man on a corner, one billion pounds. Yeah. <laughs> totally. Yeah. <laughs> 
Minimum one billion yeah. pounds. Yeah. That is the most infuriating thing yeah. that I. C- and if they do it three times in the game, just sack them. Okay. Mark, can I shake your hand on a radio show that makes no sense? <laughs> that you what are, you what if you go down holding your face and then on VAR they've seen the n- nowhere near your face? You have your house taken Charlie, off. Charlie, you, you seem to have uh, misunderstood this. They're not the only things I would be oh, fining you for. Just that, was, that will yes. certainly be in there. I was asking just, what, what sort of fine that would get. Th- I, I think it would be. Uh, it's, got, it's worse than a mispen. Um, I think you go on percentages at that point, and you say it's seventy-five percent of your um, weekly income. Jack Grealish's haircut? He's not allowed to play. All oh, right. <laughs> <laughs> I like it. I think it would bankrupt a lot of clubs very, very quickly. So I think spitting is part and parcel of the game, unfortunately. Oh, if you're caught on screen. Why though? though? I don't like. Because they, they, they need to get rid screen. of it, Natalie. Oh, they need to clear on. their lungs no, so they can run fine. around. But, but he's saying, but there's jeopardy because he's talking about only on camera. Yes. Yeah, but you're always Practice on camera. Me. Hence VAR. No, no, we're not going to VAR spitting, Charlie. It's not going to happen. Well, it would eventually. It's a rocky no, road. And it wouldn't, it wouldn't bankrupt clubs because this is coming out of the players', the players wages. And you know what will happen? Mm. They'll stop hitting the first man. They'll stop spitting on camera. Yeah, we'll actually, that's true because it's a bit yeah. like, you know, when the yellow card is flashed up on the screen and yeah. you can see if it's like the first or second yellow and then you could just have a little running score of how much debt they're in. Oh, <laughs> oh that's yeah. totalizer. Like, sort of rolling oh. totalizer. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And, this, and this match has raised £400,000 for Macclesfield Town. Yes. What a lo- it's, um, do you know what? I wasn't on board. Now I'm on board. Yes. It's two goals, Mark. Two, two, it's a shame. Two. What's it out of? Oh, argument. Two, two out of three. Uh, Mark Dolan, you think there should be a handicapping system in yes. football? Uh, no, I think we can all agree that football is the greatest game on earth. Mm. Mm. Um, I think it's the most watched. It doesn't require any explaining, but in some ways it's too simple. And some of the other great sports feature a handicapping system. Horse racing, golf, even chess whereby the weaker opponent is offered an advantage to make it more entertaining. Yeah. I think we can all agree the battle at the top of the table at the moment is looking like a one-horse race. Mm. And I think, therefore, to balance things out, Liverpool, who are currently the league leaders, should lose Klopp for, let's say, a couple of matches, because they're doing so well. Um, and they are replaced by a celebrity manager such as, I don't know, Rita Ora or Zayn Malik. Lovely. For example, I mean, I hate it to happen... At Spurs, but let's say we were, you know, ten points clear. At that point, oh. we get the dream team of Van Widdicombe and Ian Duncan Smith. Lovely, turning <laughs> up doing the post-match press conference. So would it only be the league? Widdicombe, by the way, furious about losing, doesn't talk to the press. So Ian Duncan Smith's <laughs> got to go. He's he, got to deal with he, it. Ian, you go to the mix zone. So are you only handicapping the league leader? Yes, I oh. think so. Mm. Yeah, I do. I think it's all about that top spot. Yeah, I mean, you just described soccer aid. <laughs> <laughs> I have a problem with all handicapping in all sports. I don't like it when you play someone at golf and they've got like a higher handicap than you. They're a 28 and you're a 12. And they go, oh, I beat you. You go, no, well, you didn't beat me. Mm-hmm. I gave you 12 shots. I think the handicapping system is ridiculous in all sports. You're going to be fun if, playing sport with your if, kids. If you are the fastest, you are the fastest. If you're the fastest horse, you're the fastest horse. Shouldn't be any handicapping at all. So it shouldn't happen in football either. Um, but you well, turned up, so I'm going to give you one goal there, Mark. Yeah. James Gill. Yes. No administration, no complaints, it says here. If your club has never been in administration, you should not be allowed to whinge because you don't know what true suffering is. Mm. There is nothing more infuriating than these Arsenal fans these past few years bursting into tears because Arsene Wenger kept winning the FA Cup every season <laughs> and they were making out like they'd witnessed some sort of atrocity. Crystal Palace have been on administration more times than we've won actual trophies. <laughs> and I, I genuinely think that if you are caught whinging and your club hasn't been in administration, immediate three points penalty per whinge. Wow. 
Yeah, that's how brutal mm. it'll be. So again, stewards listening out. <laughs> Excuse me, someone was singing Emery out over there. Yeah, yeah. three points off. It would improve yeah. football for the better. But Arsenal fans in particular are the worst okay, because I, the way they wring their hands, these YouTube people losing their minds, and you're like, you don't know what you're talking about. You've got about 50 trophies in the cabinet, and you're all... You don't know true pain. You don't know true pain. Yeah. You haven't, they haven't won the Zenith Data they Systems, They haven't won the Zenith Data Systems. So they do know true pain, they haven't <laughs> won <yeah>. that. So <laughs> yeah, so. You've, you've tripped yourself up there. I'm going to give you one goal oh for it, James. Unbelievable. So there we are. That is the end of Sporting Heretics, and the scores are Spurs 8, Palace 5. It's hit the facial part of his head there. Head over to Hulu this March, where our new shows and movies will keep you streaming all month long. Catch the acclaimed movie, All of Us Strangers, starring Paul Mescal and Andrew Scott. Stream the new Hulu original limited series, We Were the Lucky Ones, with Joey King and Logan Lerman. And don't forget about Grey's Anatomy. Every Grey's episode ever is now streaming on Hulu. So, what are you waiting for? Go stream something new on Hulu. This is Paige, the co-host of Giggly Squad, and I want to tell you about a company that I've been loving, Olive and June. Olive and June gives you everything that you need for a salon-quality manicure in one box. And if you break it down, it really comes out to $2 a manicure, which is absolutely insane. It's also so easy to get salon-worthy nails at home with Olive in June. The difference between how your nails used to look when you did them yourself and now with the Manny system is a complete game changer. The best thing about Olive in June, too, is it's a quick dry. Dries in about one minute, lasts for five days, and full coverage in up to one to two coats. Visit oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. That's oliveandjune.com slash perfectmanny20 for 20% off your first system. Say hello to a new era of mental health care. Cerebral is here to help you achieve your mental wellness goals with professional therapy and medication management support. 100% online. You'll experience the all-new Cerebral way, an innovative approach to mental wellness designed around you. You'll get a personalized treatment plan from a therapist, prescriber, or both in a safe and judgment-free space. Your cerebral therapist or prescriber will outline a customized plan with clear milestones along the way, so you can get to feeling your best. With Cerebral, you're not alone in your mental health journey. We're here to empower you to live a fulfilling life. So take that first step towards a brighter future and sign up today at Cerebral.com slash podcast and use code ACAST to get 15% off your first month. Offer only valid on monthly plans. Other exclusions may apply. Offer ends July 31st, 2024. See site for details. You're listening to the Glory Hunters podcast. Subscribe. You don't miss out on any of this magic. Time now for Back in the Day, where we travel back to a landmark moment in both clubs' history. Mark and James, we're going to go back to 2013... And this. Kevin Phillips, 39 years of age, places the ball on the spot for Crystal Palace against the team 
that started his career. He steps up right-footed, blasts the ball past Manuel Almunia and into the net, and Kevin Phillips may have just sent Crystal Palace to the promised land. Kevin Phillips' extra-time penalty against Watford in the playoff final saw Palace return to the top flight after an eight-year absence. But what else do you remember of that year, 2013? Question one. Watching from the stands that day was Watford's biggest fan and one-time owner, Sir Elton John. But what was particularly significant about Elton's appearance at Wembley that day? A. Did he perform on the pitch before the match? B. Was he taking his son Zachary to his first Watford match? C. Did he vow to dress up as Harry the Hornet for the next home game if they won? Which of those was it? Did he perform on the pitch? Did he take his son, Zachary? Ooh. Did he vow to dress up as Harry the Hornet? Um, this is six years Next home, home game. I was 2013. there. It wasn't A. I'm literally qualified to answer this question. Oh, really? I am one of the world's leading experts on Elton John. Are yeah. you really? Yeah. It was don't, my... Don't, don't was answer my the question, No, it was my specialist subject on Mastermind. <gasps> Fantastic. I, I don't even support Watford. And, and I probably should. Answer. Anyway. You know answer. OK, well, we've started, okay. so we'll just finish. Okay. Um, was it? Did he perform on the pitch before the match? Was he taking his son, Zachary, to his first yes. Watford match? Yeah. Did he vow to dress up as Harry the Hornet for the next home game if they won? Watford FC. A little bit of uh, sort of mental arithmetic and, and having Watford. a brief sort of general idea of how old the kids are. I think it is B. I think it's his son, Zachary's first game. I think game. it's B as well. Going with B, Zachary. It is B, Zachary. Is there we are. Sorry, I should have come to you, Mark. Well, no, listen, I do think... I, I mentioned earlier uh, Chaz and Dave, who are obviously a wonderful artist. Mm -hmm. we, we, in fact, you know, Chaz Hodges, sadly, no longer with us. So brilliant, brilliant people. But I probably would swap Chaz and Dave for... Sir Elton John. Sir Elton, would you? Oh, yeah. Goodness I, don't, I don't think, is it in the echelons of like sports supporters of in the world of music? Doesn't yes. get better than EJ, does it? Question two. It was also the year that Maurizio Pochettino arrived in England as the manager of Southampton. Up until that point, what was Pochettino's major claim to fame on these shores? Was it A, did he miss a penalty against England during the quarterfinal shootout in the 1998 World Cup? B, did he give away a penalty against England in the same game? Or C, did he give away a penalty in the 2002 World Cup match against England that saw David Beckham score? It's C. I've never seen James look more happy, and he's always looked happy, but now I'm convinced. I mean, he did think that quote. He knew that quote earlier. Yeah, that's true, yeah. I did know the quote. I was right. I yeah. think this is B, but I'm going to go with James It's C. Gill. It is C. OK, let's find out. Scrolls back to Owen. Now, was he caught there? Yes, he was. Michael Owen has won a penalty for England. Pochettino it is this time. Pierluigi Colina pointed straight to the spot. He did concede a penalty, but it was in 2002. OK. Yes, <laughs> Question three. Oh. Question three. It's only worth a goal. Question three. 2013 was also the year of this. It wasn't as if I could go in there and sit down and say, here, this is what we're doing, because half of them are still away just now. So that'll come in time. But I had a word with the players the other day and said that I was surprised that Sir Alex had chosen to retire. But when he had, he'd given me the opportunity to take the job and, you know, I hope they respect that. And uh, we work together and we try and be successful together. David Moyes was unveiled as Sir Alex Ferguson's successor as Man United manager. But how long was he in the job? Was it A, nine months, B, ten months, C, 11 months? 
Nine, ten, eleven. Yeah, we'll go straight with. We think nine months. You think it was nine We're months? Go nine. It was nine months. There we are. So at the end of that round, you scored three goals—a perfect three out of three, which takes you to eight goals, which makes it currently eight all. Natalie and Mark, we return to Wembley and another extra time goal. Gina's playing it in. Woodgate. It's in for Tottenham. Jonathan Woodgate's goal in the 2008 League Cup final saw Tottenham beat Chelsea 2-1, having originally been a goal behind. But what else do you remember of that year? Here we go, question one. The man who levelled the scoring for Tottenham was Dimitar Berbatov, who scored from the penalty spot following a Wayne Bridge handball. But can you recall how the Bulgarian claimed to have learned English prior to arriving in the Premier League? Was it A, watching the Godfather movies? Now you come to me and you say, I'm Corleone, give me justice. But you don't ask with respect. You don't offer friendship. You don't even think to call me Godfather. Was it B, listening to the Beatles? Sitting on a cornflake Waiting for the van to come Was it C, watching repeats of Allo Allo? I have disguised as policeman, so I am able to move a boot with complete freedom. <laughs> there we are. Was wow. it watching the Godfather movies, listening to the Beatles, or watching repeats of Allo Allo? Well, I've got to say, I mean, Gordon Kay, who starred as René mm, in Alolo, moved about actor. as slowly as Berbatov did <laughs> as a striker. But, of course, the point is that he was... He made it look easy. He was a languid genius. He was. And it looked like there was no effort, but he did get the ball in the back of the net, which apparently is the idea. I don't know. It is the idea. He did his job. So, his job. Uh, with respect to that, I don't think that you can get alo in any country <laughs> except the UK. <laughs> Natalie, I, I don't know what your view is, but um, I'd say the Beatles were quite a popular band back in the day and that they have an international... Um, recognition. So he's bound to have heard the Beatles. Yes. Hello, hello. Hello, hello. But I don't think you're going to learn English from hearing. It, yeah. it just doesn't have. I don't know. You it's can true. hear a song, doesn't it's mean you can really learn English. It's a really I good do point. think it would be a film. Yeah. And I am half Bulgarian. Ooh. Right. Ah. Um, so this, yeah. this doesn't mean I know the answer. Oh. But I. <laughs> but I also know that. That my uncle and my cousins have learned English through the TV and things like that. Right. So it makes sense more that you're watching a film yes. than you might learn. Uncle Bulgaria. Yeah. Indeed. I also, I mean, I can't <laughs> readily remember um, the sound of Berbatov's speaking voice or his accent. Well, he's quite but it, it's not Scouse, is it? <laughs> no. He's quite, I think he's quite gravelly, which sounds yeah. a bit like the Godfather. He's not like, yeah, 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 you know, mm. that's good to go. He also <laughs> looks very, very similar to Andy Garcia, who is in sure. the Sure, there you go. It's, all, it's all working mark. out. Yeah, so I'm going to push you for an answer. Should we go, I think, I, should we go Beatles? Oh, sorry, no. not Beatles. I've, I've gone mad now. Um, <laughs> the should Godfather. We, should we go Godfather? I think we should go the Godfather. Okay, go for the Godfather. The answer is the Godfather. Now, I remind yeah. you, the Alan Brazil oh, Sports Breakfast is on 6 o'clock every... <laughs> 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 Question two. 2008 was also the year of this. Torres is in here, and Fernando Torres scores for Spain. And what was Jens Lehmann doing? He's broken the barrier. The drought is over for 24-year-old Fernando Torres. Spain beat Germany in the final of the European Championship, which was held in Austria and Switzerland. But those two nations weren't the only joint bid to host that year's tournament. 
Can you tell me which of the following pairs also submitted a bid? Was it A, Spain and Portugal, B, Czech Republic and Slovakia, C, Scotland and Ireland? Ah, right. Okay. Now, this um, is a tricky one. I Spain and Portugal rings a bell, doesn't it? Or would that be, for, that would be for the World Cup, wouldn't it? I can't imagine Czechoslovakia, although... Being You're not feeling the Czech Republic and Slovakia. Just not feeling that Eastern European vibe this time. Yeah, I um, know what you mean. I, I don't know why I want to say Scotland and Ireland, but I can't imagine they have enough stadia. They've got race courses. <laughs> in, and I can say that as a Dolan. It's very much in the family yeah. DNA. In, sure. oh, in, in Ireland, in yeah. Ireland, in Ireland, we yeah. love yeah. a day of the, the races. League of Ireland, of course. Of, you know, I know, there's quite a lot of football I, teams but, there. But, but, but Scotland, Scotland, have, Scotland and Ireland. Yes, but you have to have so. enough capacity and yeah. facilities. Well, Ireland is, is you know, an iconic sport. Not... Ireland is an iconic sporting nation, but it's very fragmented. <laughs> Let's just have an answer. <laughs> okay, I. Go on, Mark. You I'm going to go. I'm going to go. I'm going to go. Czech Republic and Slovakia. Oh, wow. Czech Republic and Slovakia. Yeah. Should have gone with Natalie. It was Scotland and Ireland. Oh, there we are. Right. Question three. In November of that year, this happened. Where we are met with cynicism and doubt and those who tell us that we can't, we will respond with that timeless creed that sums up the spirit of a people. Yes, we can. Thank you. God bless you. And may God bless the United States of America. Barack Obama became the 44th president of the United States. But can you tell me which Premier League football team does he support, having attended a match several years before taking office? Was it A, Man United, B, Tottenham, C, West Ham? OK, mm. so, sorry, so, so Tottenham, West, West Ham... West which team do you think Obama supports which is was basically the, the question. Choice. I want to say West Ham. Yeah, I know, so, I yeah. feel that too. Seen down the bowling ground. A lot of these... I mean, you know, Manchester is one of the great British cities, but a lot of the visiting dignitaries just make it to London, don't they? Yeah, exactly. They're just That's passing true. through. Exactly. And true. therefore, a London club, it would be possibly I the Hammers. It, yeah, let's do it. You're thinking. I think, let's go yeah, West Ham. Yeah, let's go West Ham. Is Obama a Hammer? Yes, he is. Yeah, there, we there we are. There we go. So in that round, you scored two goals, which makes it Spurs 10, Crystal Palace 8. Here on Glory Hunters, we believe in letting the people have their say. And that's why we do this. Our esteemed panel are about to face the scrutiny of the general public and have absolutely no idea what they'll ask as we play A Question of Sport Time. Can we have our first question, please? Hello, I'd like to ask the panel, when did they fall briefly out of love with the club they support? An excellent question. When did they fall briefly out of love with the club they support? Mark Smith. Oh, it's rare that I fall out of love with Derby County, oh. but um, it happened for a brief moment, maybe a couple of minutes, a few years back when Gary Rowett became a manager. It wasn't that, that wasn't the issue oh. in and of itself. It was when he sold Will Hughes very shortly after and he to decided who? he wasn't quite the player that, you know, we should be building a team was around. Watford, didn't, didn't he? Didn't was really it Watford? See. It was Watford, mm. yeah, and it wasn't really for enough money either. Oh. Like seven million, something like that, which for a player who we regard as being one of our guys. He's a local lad. He's been a Derby player since he was at the academy. For him to be shipped out just like that 
was very disappointing, particularly as he was superb for Watford for those oh. first two seasons, and still is, but he's in a struggling team. It was a good answer. I'm going to give you two goals. Oh, come uh, on. James Gill. Yes, my love. Have you ever fallen briefly out of love with the club you support, Crystal Palace? Yes, literally during every single match. Oh. Because um, <laughs> watching Crystal Palace can feel like punishments, I often genuinely, at least once a game, think to myself, do I even like football? <laughs> do I like a different yeah. sport? Do I secretly like rugby union? Because I'm not that sure that I enjoy watching this. The Palace-Bournemouth game, other mates who support Palace thought that game was fantastic. And I, I said, were you at a different game? For the first 70 <laughs> minutes, I genuinely thought, I don't, even, I don't even think that I like football, let alone Crystal Palace. So to answer your question, at least once a week. Once a week. Yeah. Good answer. Three goals. There we are. Mark Dolan. Well, I'm doggedly loyal. I think there's something, you know, wearily uh, dogmatic about Spurs fans. Through thick and thin, mm. we love our club. But there was a small window between 1992 and 2015 when I did struggle. <laughs> um, but if you wanted me to really narrow it down, I've got three letters for you. Oh. AVB. Oh. And oh, I yes. think we can all agree what yes. I'm saying there. Yes. And this was Andre Villas Boas, who had what can only be described as a mayor at Chelsea. Mm. And then we promptly, off the back of that, very high profile lack of success yeah. um, why was that do we know him. do you he know why like that was Spurs I guy. think um, you know how a manager will come in and they like to choose a, an unloved player and say, I will I will just transform this player arm around the know, shoulder they've been dropped yeah. I'll prove how good a manager I am by and I think that Daniel Levy was going to do that with AVB mm. he's like everyone thinks he's a terrible manager I'll make him a great manager um, and it was just akin to your neighbour has bought I don't know let's say a Skoda Octave it keeps breaking down, steam pouring out of it. It's, of course, hypothetical. Um, and then you're like, oh, yeah, I'd better buy one of those too. Those cars that always break down. Uh, it was just like, come on, guys, get with the programme. I, I so, love yeah, the answer ABB. until you went in on the Skoda Octavia, which is one of the most reliable very cars. Very good car, isn't it? Yeah. Great Best mileage. Great mileage out of it. So I'm going to give you two goals instead Fair of three, enough. Mark. Fair enough. Because of, of the Skoda answer. <laughs> Natalie, surely Brentford's own queen has never had a gone off she's never I mean, gone off I'm definitely she's not never against. gone off Brentford surely well, I mean do you know like well, I, I can't I can't empathise when you go to a game every other weekend or whenever it is and I do spend a lot of time sitting in the, at the ground thinking why am I here I'm oh, not yeah. enjoying this because it's not a convincing win Albeit we did beat Luton 7-0 not so long ago. That was convincing. But having said that, I have to go back to 2015, mm. the season we got promoted into the championship. We went on that fantastic run. I mentioned this last week. We got into the playoffs. It was also the season where our manager, Mark Warburton, it was announced he was leaving. Oh. And I, I couldn't get my head around the fact that we were going to lose the manager that has taken us into the playoffs. That bread factory don't run itself. It's no, you're get quite right. He did need to keep keep baking. Um... Three goals, Natalie. <laughs> very, very good. Indeed, can we have the next question, please? Hello. If you could remove one rule from sport, what would it be? If you could remove one rule from sport, what would it be? Mark Dolan. How about no referee? A referee at all? Yeah. Carnage. In, in, in any sport... Let's have uh, let's just have it very Darwinistic, all based on on trust and whether you're a good human being or not. <laughs> yeah. What do you reckon? Yeah. Oh, How's no. that going to go? Mm. Yeah. Put the trust on the players. I like the idea of it. Either that, or in in a game of football, you flood the game with referees. So you get rid of VAR and you just have you man mark each player with a ref. <laughs> yes. Mm. You know, kids perhaps. 
Yeah, kids. Small or, or tiny men. Sure. Can I suggest that maybe 2019, soon to be 2020, replace the people with drones? Oh, Each player has a drone. Whoa. What a lovely idea, Mark. Whoa. That's a very, very good... Um, Mark, it, it created a lovely discussion, so I'm giving you three goals. Congratulations. Oh, happy days. Mark. Yes. What's your answer? Uh, my answer is uh, that we roll back the, uh, the handball rule. Oh. And actually, we allow players to have one minute's worth of handball per game. And there'll be a little clock in the corner of the screen. Lovely. And it will let you know. Each and it, player is allowed on... I mean, no, each team. Each team. Four minutes. Okay. So don't forget, the reason handball was brought in was not to, to give a penalty away for, for a little skim off the arm from yeah, five yards. Yeah, yeah. It was so players didn't pick the ball up and run around like it was rugby. Yeah. Well, ah. I suggest this. I suggest we roll it back. We bring back that rule. We allow them for yeah. one minute per game. Just a minute. Only one minute. And we see how we can... Uh, how, is how the one minute is. all at once, or can you go... Yes, we're we going to have ten seconds of it up. now, or... You can yeah. do whatever you want with it, because it's a stop-and-start clock. So as soon as the, the player gets it, like you... It. And while it's happening in the crowd, handball, handball. Yeah, that spoils it. Yeah. So, two, two, goals. Point, two goals. Two goals. <laughs> it was three, but two goals, Mark. At which point Diego Maradona comes out of retirement. Oh, lovely. He's back in the game. Yeah. Mm. I mean, he doesn't have... To, he could just literally just walk towards the goal and just... <laughs> yeah. They're like, OK, knock yourself out, big guy. Lob it in. Very good. Two goals, though, because of James's... James's chant. Natalie <laughs> Sawyer. People listening to that not chanting that, right now. Not that Natalie would ever break the rules on anything, but Natalie, what rule would you get rid of? Well, the technical area. It's oh, pointless. Pointless, isn't it? Yeah. Why do we need it? It's, all it is is the fourth official has to just monitor what's going on in the technical box. I quite like the idea that we, the managers should be able to just roam up and down. Yeah. Like on the pitch. Up and down the pitch, yeah. So there's a corner. Let them run down to the corner and give their little tactical <laughs> ideas. You know, and yes. in the NFL we have it with the yeah, coaches running it. up and down with all his entourage or whatever. Mm. I think it just... Well, I didn't know what else to call them. <laughs> taking photos. Well, there's, well, they, 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 they do. Coach. No. There's, there's a guy called a pool coach for the, for the LA Rams who That's has to make sure that the... He has, he has sure to pull him out the way, doesn't he? Go yeah. onto the pitch. He has to pull him. That's yes. his job. It's pulling yes. the coach back onto exactly. the sideline. So you can have all right. of this. I just don't see the point. I don't see the need of it. And, and wouldn't it be quite nice that we can see proper Barneys as well between the, the coaches? Oh, and you know what? I think we can develop this because we are a team, aren't yes, we? Yes, of course. Yes. Um, but I think what you're doing is you're you're making that what was the sort of dugout area that that becomes like the focal point. It's it's like a sort of it's like a TV set or something. So in in um, b basketball celebrities when they go to LA Lakers games oh, they're always sat the on, side, there's yeah, always yeah, yeah. the really expensive front, is it courtside yeah. they call it and it'll be like Will Ferrell and yeah, and all yeah. of these other big stars and so you could have definitely have that uh, two goals, pitch. Natalie. Thank Good you. answer, two Woo. goals. So at the end of that round it is Spurs 21, Crystal Palace 18. Just because something hasn't happened before doesn't mean it can't happen again. Mick McCarthy, you've gone mental. This is the Glory Hunters podcast in association with Monty Panasar Loft Conversions. Don't get in a spin, put a Velux in. Oh, Monty Panasar! Time now, however, for our two team captains to step up to the plate and argue either for or against a motion that I propose. Like a Roman emperor, I'll give the thumbs up or down once the battle is over. The motion up for debate today is this house believes footballers should not wear headphones prior to kickoff. Arguing for that motion is Mark. Arguing against is Natalie. You each have 30 seconds. Natalie, the floor is yours. Of course they should wear headphones because, once again, I'm going to bring up marginal gains when it comes to football. We always go on about it and anything that gives players the extra edge, we, of course, should encourage. We demand so much of our players. We always expect faultless performances 
losses and win upon win upon win. But footballers are human beings just like us. The way that we feel nervous and pressurised before a big event, they no doubt feel the same as well. The level at which they also play at means there are higher stakes at risk. Whenever we feel down or require a bit of motivation, I think most of us resort to music. Yes. We plug in our earphones, we listen to the songs to motivate us, and that is the same with footballers. It is very easy to say they shouldn't wear them because they should be engaging with the fans, but there is a time and a place when everyone needs to concentrate, and this is their time. So wearing headphones as they walk into the stadium allows them to get into the zone that we all want them to be in. Mark, over to you. 30 seconds starting now. If that was the case, Natalie, <laughs> I would agree with you wholeheartedly. However, I think this is more, more cynical than that. I don't think they're wearing their headphones to listen to stuff like me and you would, you know, an owl podcast or whatever it is to get us into the zone. This is purely a way of getting more branding into their, into their contract, into their life, into the, making sure financially they're sorted. They've got the Beats headphones on, they've got maybe the Apple AirPods in, whatever it might be. I think it's actually a bad example to set to the children of this fair country, Natalie, actually. And you disagreeing with it means that you hate the children of this country. <laughs> because I think that kids watch this and think, oh, it's okay to be antisocial, to be an individualist rather than a team player. I was in the Westfield the other day, Westfield Stratford. Doing all right? Yeah. And I... Um, <laughs> I was walking down right. there, and on more than one occasion, I saw groups of friends walking down past me uh, with headphones on. They weren't yeah. even talking to each other. Mm. What chance have we got, Natalie? What yeah. chance as a society <laughs> have we got if we're not even conversing with our friends? We're too busy taking the leap out of the Premier League footballer's book and listening to our headphones. It's not on. It's not right. It's not British. <laughs> and I am saluting as I say this again. Your Majesty, bangers and mash, Big Ben. I agree with Mark, I'm afraid. Natalie, I will oh, think of the children. Yeah. When the children start to copy footballers, which happens all the time, then I think it's the, the beginning of the end. Plus also, wow. he did, in that answer, plug my OWL podcast. Yes. So um, that was very good. I mean, that is, I think that's <laughs> um, wrong. It was very cynical. It was a very cynical answer. Was, mm. And I like cynical answers. So the two points go to Mark and James. Oh, heroic. The current scores are Palace 20, Spurs 21. If Glenn Oddle had been any other nationality, he would have had 70 or 80 caps for England. John Barnes. In the dying moments of the game, we move into injury time, where each side has 60 seconds to score as many goals as possible. The losing side goes first, which is currently Crystal Palace on 20 goals. Here we go, gents. I'm going to list a series of sports-based films and documentaries. All you've got to do is tell me which are true and which are Hello. false. Do you understand the question? Very much so. Yes. When your time is up, you'll hear this sound. Hey, dilly 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 dong. Wake up. Wake up. Are we ready? Your time starts now, the good, the bad, and the hungry. False. It's true. The Willie Thorne supremacy. False. It's false. Attack of the 50-foot cheerleader. True. It's true. Warnock, lust for glory. False. It's false. I know how many runs you scored last summer. False. false. It's true. <laughs> the fishing rod father. False. It's false. Ping pong player. True. It's true. Thriller at the villa. True. It's false. Men with brooms. True. It is true. Apocalypse Eddie Howe. False. It is false. 
Sumo do, sumo don't. It's false. It's true. Being Sean Dyche. True. It's false. I, Tonya. True. It is true. Chess punk. True. It's false. Caddyshack. True. It's true. The Arsenal Stadium mystery. True. False. True. Citizen Harry Kane. True. It's false. Fire in Babylon. True. It's true. Carry on Theo Walcott. False. It is false. Looking for Eric. True. true, yeah. It's true. true. The bad news bears. True. Hey, dilly 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 dong. Wake up. Wake it up. It is true. There we are. At the Very end of that good. round, you yeah. scored 14 goals, which takes you to 34. Next up, Natalie and Mark. I'm going to list a series of stadiums from around the world. I need you to tell me which are true and which are false. When your time is up, you'll hear this sound. You've got to start to use your heads. You play football with your heads. Are we ready? Yes. Your time starts now. The Tony Macaroni Arena. True. It's true. Cloverfield. False. It is false. Menderhose Jungle. True. True. Hunky Dory's Park. False. True. The Jersey Girl Stadium. False. It is false. The Kevin Muscat Dome. False. It is false. The Dripping Pan. True. It is true. The Babadook Bowl. False. It's false. Scotiabank Saddle Dome. True. It is true. Tank Top Park. True. It's false. Middle Fart Stadium. True. It's true. Grange Hill Grove. False. It's false. The Arnold Schwarzenegger Stadium. True. It is true. Talking Stick Resort Arena. <laughs> false. It's true. Mud Honey. False. It's false. KFC Yum Center. True. It's true. The Hawtree Arena. True. It's false. Guaranteed Rate Field. <laughs> true. It's true. Nudgers Stadium. <laughs> false. It is false. Petco Park. True. It is true. Soccer We're City. Start to use your heads. You play football with your heads. Are we allowed to guess this last one? You can go Say for it. Say again. Soccer City. True. It's true. Well, at the end of that round, you scored 17 oh, goals, wow, wow, which well takes done. you to 38, beating Crystal Palace on 34. Bad luck, lads. What do you take from that result? I mean, given the host was biased, I mean, absolutely. I that's, yeah, more, yeah. More Everyone victory. says it every single that's week. What, that's yeah. why I take well, from this, Joe. Maybe listen to the feedback. <laughs> <laughs> take it on board, yeah. yeah. Take it on board. You know, it was not biased. You were only one Mark behind Sangers. going into the final round. Yeah. Yes, and then yeah. you gave us a tougher subject. Well, that's just how it falls. Just how it falls in the script. Charlie, Charlie, tonight. Yeah. Good luck getting to sleep. OK, <laughs> I will be fine. Uh, winners, winners, Spurs, Mark. Well, we it must be nice to win something. It was the Sawyer. I've no, ra- rode no, on your coattails. She was particularly work, good at I... stadiums, weren't you then, Natalie? Uh, some of it was luck, I'm not going to lie. It'd be but... nice if they named um, the new Brentford Stadium Sawyer Park, wouldn't it? Wait and see what Just wait and see naming rights. <laughs> anyway, to our winners, Spurs, we say... Spurs are on their way to Wembley. Tottenham's going to do it and for the losers... Boo! Boo! Oh! My thanks to Natalie, Mark, James and Mark. Until next time, from myself and everyone here, it's goodbye. There we are. That was Glory Hunters this week. Congratulations, Mark. Spurs winners. Well, I give all the credit to my team captain. Oh, no, no, no. It's the boss. Effort. The governor. Huh? The governor, Natalie. Sawyer. Sawyer. There we yeah. are. Brilliant, effort. brilliant. Team effort. It was good. I enjoyed uh, it. James, Mark, really you must be embarrassed. Very. Embarrassed on your behalf, yes. But yeah. uh, I've got a story that will warm our collective oh, cockles. OK, as recompense, you can tell the Peter Andre Thanks, story. Charlie. So this is a nice, upbeat, happy is story. quick? So quick. OK, get on Ten with minutes it. tops. No. <laughs> so Peter Andre was once playing the Croydon Fairfield Halls during the 2003-2004 Crystal Palace promotion season. So the, the mood was high in Croydon. Peter Andre had been on stage for about an hour, by which time he'd done uh, Mysterious Girl three or four times. <laughs> 
And he turned, didn't realise that Croydon is the heartland of Crystal Palace. And after about an hour, he went, do we, this is absolutely true. He went, do we have any Eagles fans in? And 3,000 people jumped up and started chanting, Eagles, Eagles, Eagles. And Peter Andre like nearly burst into tears and went, oh my God, you guys are in for such a treat. Because this next song is called... Hotel California. <laughs> and then, and then wow. couldn't work out why the mood of the room went, oh, for God's sake. It was a great story. We'll leave you that. Do rate and subscribe and tell all your friends about the Glory Hunters podcast. Head over to Hulu this March, where our new shows and movies will keep you streaming all month long. Catch the award-winning movie, Poor Things, starring Emma Stone, Mark Ruffalo, and Willem Dafoe. Check out the new documentary, Freaknik, The Wildest Party Never Told, about the iconic Atlanta street party. And don't miss FX's Shogun, a reimagining of the epic tale starring Anna Sawai. So, what are you waiting for? Go stream something new on Hulu.